Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. Hey guys, it's Elle here, the social media manager with the Bo and Luke show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. This creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is incredibly helpful with Bo being in Ohio and Luke being in Virginia right now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. And in the meantime, you make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We look forward to you joining us for season two. That's the first thing he said in that first meeting that stuck out to me was just like have a battle rhythm. And he preached that throughout that whole year. If you want to be a high performer, if you want to be a you know six-time staffing 100 person and balance a, a, a good work-life balance, you've got to be regimented. You've got to be really focused on it. If someone's going to coach you or mentor you or work with you, you will hope that person has been through some type of adversity because if they haven't and then you go through adversity, how are you going to ask them for help? That's why I try so hard to make myself the obvious choice because in the world we live in today, we are always battling racism and, and you know, e- equity and, and all those different inclusion and diversity. We're always having this conversation. And I just want to show people through example that anything you put your mind to, you can accomplish. You cannot let your attitude and your ego get in the way of patient care. You have to be able to speak up. And with that, you know, I know that I can't help others until I first help myself. I love that about this country. You can literally do anything you want as long as you're willing to sacrifice the time to do it. And he looks at me and he said, don't forget the comeback sauce. I said, what do you mean? He said, Mary, you want to make a lasting impression. Don't forget the comeback sauce. You pour the comeback sauce on everybody you come in contact with and you'll do just fine. You have to dream. And yeah. when you when you have a dream or goal or or something that you value, take that and put it in your pocket and don't let anyone take it from you. We know that times are tough and yeah. we needed to give back to our community somehow. If you're going to take you know, a big job that requires you to travel, you really need to think about having the right structure and resources in place to help you with managing that all. Battle rhythm is how you set up your day for success. 
Bone Luke Nation. We are here today in our final episode of season one. Luke and I have a very special guest in studio with us today. It's our social media manager, L, who happens to be my daughter, and this is Bo. But she's done a fantastic job uh, over this season with all of our social media posts, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, sound bites, clips, audio, you name it. Uh, she's done it all. So Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Luke, Dad, Chief, for having me. It's nice to be back in the United States here in the studio. We're, nice. we're, we're so grateful, everyone, to have Elle as part of the show. I would say she is probably more important to the Bo and Luke show than even Luke is at this point. Like She makes sure all of our content gets out there, that it looks good. If you're ever like looking at some of our social media posts and you're like, wow, that looks really good. Bo and Luke are really talented. I assure you, I assure you we're not. It's all yeah. L. It's all her. It's all L. So I don't this know is, what we would have done without her. I agree. So this is like one of the most important guests I think that we've had all year long so far. And yep. uh, not only that, she just got back uh, from deployment, right? Deployment, is that my saying the right thing? Was that, were you deployed? No. No, not quite. But um, <laughs> I was on an overseas assignment uh, for my final duty station with the Army. Um, I'm flattered, Luke. Thank you. Um, it's been really excited to be part of your guys' new adventure, and I'm excited for season two. Yeah, think about it, Luke. We have had 30 episodes in 27 weeks, a total of 23 different guests over those 30 episodes. Elle would make number 24. And because of her work and, and the great guests we've had, we've had nearly 4,000 uh, downloads in our very first inaugural season of the Bo and Luke show. I just, I'm totally humbled that we have the listeners uh, downloading uh, so many, so many times and, and checking us out and, you know, and all the message, all the messages that we want to put out there and they're it's resonating. I don't think we would have, I don't think we were anticipating this type of response so quickly. No, I definitely wasn't. I, I can't believe, I mean, it's uh it's shocking to me. I'm, I'm deeply humbled by it too, that 4,000 different downloads have been made of people like, it, does, it seems surreal that people are actually listening to what we're saying and, you know, getting a benefit from it and then yeah. downloading it again, like like a new episode, you know, I don't know yeah, if it's, sure. uh, you know, it's just, it, it's crazy. It and is crazy. Tell, tell them about uh, the different continents as well and, and, and what country we're particularly uh, beloved I guess we should say. Well, I just want to give a special shout out to Bangladesh. Yes. Wow, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I, I hope you're following us on Instagram too, but that is so impressive to see that almost 20% of our listeners are from Bangladesh. So thank you guys. Yeah, across Bangladesh plus others. So in one season, we've hit five continents uh, with listeners. That's... Uh, that's the the title of global podcast. That's right. Bo, you're going to like need security if you ever go to Bangladesh. I think they're just going to rush you right off the plane, right? And say, you know, Bo, Bo, Bo. There, there is history of like different rock bands, like not making it in the U.S., but then they like explode in some other country. Oh, yeah. Hasselhoff yeah. in Germany. I, like, I was just thinking about yes. David Hasselhoff, right? Yes. Mr. Uh, the Hoff. The Hoff. The Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Gosh, I would aspire. Yeah. So if only we could be that big in Bangladesh. 
<laughs> hey, I'd take it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm not even that popular in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Not even in our own local hometown. Yeah, it's more uh, incognito here. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and listen, I, go yeah, ahead. Jump in. I was going to say, I, I got more. Sometimes I feel just being so grateful that we had all these amazing guests. Uh, I hope our listeners got a lot out of it, but I've grown as a person, you know, personally oh. and professionally a yeah. ton over this season. Like I'm very impressed at how much I got. I did not expect to get as much out of it as I did. I wanted to call that out, you know? Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. I think that um, I had no idea we would get the guests that we did uh, and it just all flowed and it all came to be. And there's some pretty remarkable, all of them, very remarkable individuals with some inspirational stories and their life lessons and what they've gone through from, from childhood to adulthood. Right. And we saw a theme. Uh, So we've been putting it on social media and it was actually Luke and I's last episode, episode 29, uh, where we focused on that theme, which was battle rhythm, right? right. Your daily routine. And we first heard that in, uh, in an early episode with Jared Wilson. And his quote was, have a battle rhythm. It's going to keep you on track for everything. Goals, dreams, routine, responsibilities. He said he wouldn't let himself or others down. Right. And that just kind of stuck. It wasn't intentional. No, it no. wasn't. We asked him the question, what, what did Jim Harbaugh, his coach at University of Michigan, teach him? Or what That's was right. the one thing he really learned and remembered? And it was his answer that sparked the theme for the whole, the whole season. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. And I wouldn't think that that was going to be his answer. Like, I just wouldn't think that out of all the things you could learn from Jim Harbaugh, that where he's like, you know, that is what his, the, his answer was that got him now to the NFL, right? Yeah. I was anticipating something along the lines of how to be the best in my position or um, how to be a team captain or, or whatever, right? Something, yeah. something more along those lines. And it was all about the routine. I thought he was going to do something safe. Like I, I really did when I asked him the question, I was like, you know what? I think he's going to say like the importance of studying and get your degree from Michigan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> obviously like if I were in his position, yeah. I would have probably copped out and done something like that and just said, said that type of response, but he didn't. And I think his well, response is super thoughtful and you're right. It did set the, the tone for the entire season. It is just unbelievable to think every single one of these successful people that we interviewed has a battle rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. Every Crazy. single one of them. Yeah, you know, there's they, not they one that was like... They had their rhythm. That's right. Not one person came on and was like, yeah, you know, I just kind of wake up, bing it, just be awesome all day. They don't. Yeah. yeah. They all I mean, have process you know. systems. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just have oh. goals. If I achieve them, okay. If I don't, okay. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was not that was not the theme. No, no, not at all. It is just yeah. fascinating to me that they all have that in common. Very different people all have one thing in common. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bo and Luke Nation, discover your leadership edge with Edge Leadership Academy. Their expert coaching transforms high performers into influential leaders. Whether in business or athletics, they tailor their approach to your unique journey. Embrace their mentorship and workshops to elevate your leadership skills. Join the ranks of those who lead with confidence and purpose. Visit edgeleadershipacademy.com to start your transformation. Edge Leadership Academy, where leaders are made.
Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And before we get too much further, we need to give a shout out to Mary, Mary B. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, you know, she came on and, and the reason I want to give her a shout out is Mary's episode actually had the most number, the most number of downloads uh, out of all episodes in the season. You know, she had the book Lunch, Meat and Life Lessons. Elle ran a competition for it on uh, Instagram, an Instagram competition challenge, if you will. And we had a winner. So that winner got a signed copy of Mary's book, which is fantastic. So thank you, Mary, again, for participating, being on the show. Uh, it obviously resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, it, it certainly did. And if uh, listeners, if you haven't checked out Mary's episode yet, I mean, check it. You'll know exactly why she got the most listens after you listen to it. She's just a, has an infectious personality, a zest for life. Uh, yeah, not, yeah. There's not enough great things you can say about Mary as a person. No, she was a wonderful storyteller and yeah. probably the only episode I actually teared up listening to. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was checking out Mary's website uh, and she has a ton of history in speaking. So she, she does. has crafted that very well. Do you think she's always been like that? Like, I feel like sometimes there's just those people on earth. And I've mentioned this to some people, like some people have a gift where they can walk in and just like fundamentally change the energy in a room. Or of a Zoom call, as we as we do today, yeah. but you know, if, do you think she's always been that way? Just like even when she was born, she just I, had that. I think yeah. she had to be youngest of before her sister Barbie came along. She was the youngest of what nine? Yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I mean, you have if you want is the baby in the family. I would imagine you have to have a vivacious personality. Yeah, I would agree I, I with that. Yeah, and I agree with that. Listen to her stories and all the times, you know, around the butcher's block in the kitchen talking with her dad that, you know, she'd come into the room, they'd have the talk. Always yeah. talking, which is fantastic. So I think you're right, Luke. I think that's very true. Yeah. She's just one of those people. That was a good shout out. Yeah. And, you know, then in uh, episode 10, Marcus Ogden joined us, uh, former NFL player and now uh, a best-selling author, keynote speaker. And, you know, Marcus's quote was, failure needs to be our greatest teacher, not the rock bottom of life, Yep. Um, which is fantastic because he went through all of it. The super high ups and the super high downs, you know, so he's, he's been on all spectrums of, of life, if you will. And what an amazing guest. It's so true. It's so true. And there's also another consistency I want to get from this. I, I feel like people get too down on themselves, but another consistency is everybody kind of learns the hard way on yeah. our show, right? Like there's the easy way where you learn from other people's mistakes. I feel like the most successful people out there and you look at like Marcus is a perfect example, right? Yeah. There's some lessons he learned the hard way and they made him a lot better than the guy that he is today. Yeah. I think, no, absolutely right. And he said that in the show about, you know, like, because he does coaching and everything too. And if, and if, and if you think about coaching just in general, right, the best coaches are the ones who've been there, right? They've yep. been there, done that. They've been through adversity. They know how to climb back, you know, climb back up the hill and get back on top. Uh, and if, and if you've never done that, it's difficult to inspire others to do the same. That's right. Yeah. I always learn the hard way, unfortunately. Or fortunately, yeah, then, yeah, at least I learned 
<laughs> yeah. And, but see, this is the key with battle rhythm, right? Yep. And why you can't get too down on yourself because Marcus also stated, if you get off track, you have to acknowledge that you're off track and then just reset. Yep. Right. So if you think about what we were preaching last week with the daily routine. So if today goes bad, well, when you wake up tomorrow, reset. That's right. Just ref reflect and reset. Right. Don't get too down on yourself. Take the lessons learned and move forward. That's right. That's right. Bo, we, we want to talk. I want to uh, pivot over to episode four with you. That was the Bo episode. Where we oh. talked about Bo and his book, right? Yeah. Uh, I loved that one. That was a good one. And everyone, if you haven't read Bo's book, you need to. It's fantastic. It's not like whatever you're thinking it is, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's more of uh, like a how-to book more than anything else. It's something that you can actually read and apply that exact same day and get something from. So, Bo, one of the things you said is, you know, uh, finding some, uh, find something you can do that's not difficult and make it a habit, right? Yeah. So talk about, like, talk about your 21 days to form a habit because I love this. Yeah, so 21 days to form a habit, that's just kind of like the general rule, right? So, you, yep. so if you do something for 21 days in a row, you should start forming a habit and it just becomes part of your what? Your battle rhythm, your daily that's routine, right. right? So the first thing, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't start doing this until I actually read a book that was given, well, actually it was purchased by L. No, it was given to me. Given to you. You gave it to me. I thought it got shipped to the house and I read it before I shipped it to you. No, you gifted it to me. So I, I don't know how you, you ended up with it. I ended up with this book. I ended up with this book by Admiral McRaven called Make Your Bed. So he's Great a former man. Navy SEAL, commandant of the of the Navy, you know, four star. And uh, and he gave it a famous, you know, went viral on, on social media, graduation speech. I think University of Texas, I think it was. That's right. Um I apologize if I got that wrong, Admiral. Um, but in that, he talks about making your bed and the importance of it. And it really just boils down to uh, having your very first accomplishment of the day. So when you get out of bed, make your bed. And it, it, you know, we talked a little bit about that last week and what that does for you and having a feeling of accomplishment, getting something done, and you're building, you know, you're building a system, right? So if you get up and you do what you intended to do, it produces a sense of joy and, and good feeling and happiness, right? So make your bed is one of those things. It's a task that's not difficult at all. You just got to do it. Right. So you got to get up, you got to make your bed and you do that every single day. And the next thing you know, a month out, 20, you know, three weeks, four weeks out, you, you don't even think about it anymore. And you're just getting up and making your bed. And then you, then you add, you know, or you're thinking about what else can I do? That's not difficult. Well, we say work out every day. Well, if you think about exercise in general, it could just be get up, start, go for a walk, make your bed, yep. go for a walk, right? Correct. Or make your bed, drink a glass of water, go for a walk, right? So now you've done three things and you're an hour into your day, Yep. right? So, um, and then writing, journaling, simple things. And if you're a person of faith, read your, read the Bible, read read whatever it is that you uh, subscribe to, if you will, and just make those habits, do it every day. That was the intent behind that, Luke. I love it. I love it. What, and what I get out of it too, because now I've really tried to do this a lot more, especially from after reading your book, it's become a lot more of a habit. 
And one thing it does is it sets a tone for the day where I'm playing offense all day. Yeah. And I'm not playing defense. What what happens like I can tell you like from a couple of years ago, I'd wake up, I didn't have a battle rhythm at all or any kind of routine. I just I don't know, showered, shuffled around the house for a little bit. But mm-hmm. what it would all come down to is I'd start checking my email and I'd start playing defense first thing in yeah. the morning. And I'd play defense and was just a slave to my inbox all day long. All day long. Yep. And I'd have stuff I want to accomplish and I wouldn't because I would just be at the, you know, responding to everybody else on their schedule. Now, when we do this and, you know, we have the battle rhythm and make a habit, it's easy to just set aside time and, you know, be on offense and set aside time for email, respond to it when you get to it. No one's going to die if you wait an hour. And if they do, we can text you. That's right. I do want to add though, um, because you read a lot of things about people telling you not to check your phone first thing in the morning, don't check your notifications. But if you think you or know at some point in building your battle rhythm that you have the self-discipline to set the timer, to say, you know what, I want to spend 15 minutes. I want to engage with my friends, with my family. Um, But I would caveat that if social media is your business, then starting your morning with social media checks is probably not the best way to go about starting your battle rhythm. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. And I think it's, you know, it can also be like a little form. I don't want to say it's like meditation cause it's not, but like some people I know they get up, like I'm not on social media like that often all day long. So like when I get up, like if I'm just kind of shuffling around for like five minutes, I can kind of decompress and it just like lets my mind go somewhere else for a minute. Just looking mm-hmm. at, whatever ridiculous updates are on social media or whoever I'm following. And then I just kind of put it away a little bit after that. I don't know. It's kind of like listening to a song or something like that. I know they tell you not to do it, but I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Everyone will tell you not to do that. I'm breaking the rules. So whatever. Everybody will. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we had Zara Northover. Yeah. What a great guest. The experience. The Zara, the experienced Northover. That's right. Yeah. Jamaican Olympian on Usain Bolt's team. And Usain yeah. Bolt now has COVID-19. Yes. I did read that on the news so, today. So prayers for Usain Bolt. Yes. To recover. He 100%. gave his daughter such a cool name. Remind us. Um, Lightning Bolt, isn't it? Hold on. I don't want to butcher this. That's Look amazing. Yeah. Super. You know, I've seen all kinds of videos. Olympia Lightning Bolt. Bolt. Olympia Lightning Bolt. That's amazing. That is a woman who is going to conquer the world one day. Yeah. That's like a superhero name. Yes. It is. You know, if he has a does he have a son? He's got to go with Zeus. If he, if he <laughs> I don't think I don't know. I think he just has the daughter. Zeus wow. Lightning Bolt is a is a you know an obvious next step. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, Zara, the experience Northover. That was fantastic. And, and you know, um, one, when I'm talking to people during the day and they've said that, you know, they listen to the podcast, one of, one of the individuals uh, in the episodes that people listen to and they were literally enlightened, they never knew such a person existed, was Kathy Fayok, the book strategist. Yeah. They did not realize that people actually did book, like book writing coaching or your book coach, that such a person had had that uh, repertoire to bring to other writers and authors to help them get through their book writing. That's right. Um, yeah. So Kathy, if you're listening, 
great job. You've inspired people and you've actually brought visibility to what you do and uh, the whole world of authorship. Yeah. Fantastic. Kathy, that was an awesome episode. Kathy, you just made, if anyone looks her up online, you can't look at her and not smile. It's impossible. I don't care how bad of mood you're in. You look at Kathy Fayok, you're going to smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great personality. Great character. Love yep. Kathy. Yep. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one. Hey, I have a question about that. I read, this is totally off, off. T- I'm going off script. Okay. Uh, our listeners are probably gonna be like, you have a script. Like they're probably gonna... <laughs> <laughs> not we usually. Do. Yeah, we do listeners. So, but anyway, so I heard uh, Malcolm Gladwell talking about how he writes. And I, since you're like the only author, one of the only authors that I know, I wanted to ask you, he writes all of his books by starting like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't start any of them and start at the beginning to end. He's like, I can't write like that. Every single book that I write, I start somewhere like eh, in the middle, somewhere right here, and I start writing on a topic. And then over six weeks or so, it just all comes together. Did you do any of that with your book? Yeah, I think so. I I, I absolutely did. I don't think I did. I did. So I kind of drafted out what I thought the chapters would be about. Yeah. And then I just, when I sat down, I picked a chapter that I wanted to write about, and I wrote about that chapter. I wrote that chapter. And it worked for you. And it worked very well for me. Yes. And then the introduction, introduction and the closing were written last. Kind of like, you know, when we do, when we're recording our episodes, we do the intro after we, you know, record the intro after we, after we do the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, same with writing. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by it. Like, I feel like you can apply it to so many other things besides writing a book. Like if you're at work and you have to put together like a giant presentation or something like that, it's always like, Hey, where do I start? You know? Yeah. And you normally start at the front, you know, your agenda, what are you going to talk about? What are the objectives? And then you just kind of go in order. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's hard. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's, but that's your book plan, right? You start with the objectives, right? So your table of contents, introduction, this is what my objective is. I want to communicate this chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four. Yeah. Kind of kind of came along like that but the, the real start was writing a letter to yourself from the reader that was the first thing I wrote and that, that was sense. a tip that was a tip that Kathy gave me um, so you're kind of answering all the readers questions uh, which will help formulate you know the whole theme of your book that's such a good call did yeah. you find it was more productive for you to write in the morning in the afternoon did you make that part of your battle rhythm mornings Mornings. I wrote in the mornings. That's what worked for me on the weekend. So not during the week when I would have to then follow that up with work because I didn't want to be tied down. Like if I was in a good flow and I didn't want to have distraction from, oh, I have a meeting at nine o'clock or whatever. Right. So Saturdays were the big days for me. And I wrote a lot of it between the local library, sitting in the library around books that really helped me stay focused and concentrate. Uh, but I also had time sitting in Starbucks, you know, with headphones in. So I think every writer's just got to find what works for them. Some go to a cabin on the lake, some go to a hotel, uh, whatever. That's cool. That's cool. But I love that. I, I'm glad to hear you did that as well. I love starting with the uh, the letter to yourself. Letter to yourself. Yeah. From, so the, any, from the reader. From the reader. Yeah, not from, from you. Reader. Nobody, yeah, don't write yourself a letter from yourself. 
it's not an I love it's not an I love me letter. <laughs> I love me letter. Hey, kind affirmations of, are important. You know, yeah, it, it's kind of like the be a bestseller. You were you can do this. <laughs> that's right. It's kind of I was thinking it's kind of like the book that L gave you, right? Yeah, Just came back to you full circle, right? Yeah, yeah. So she says. I, I mean, I don't remember ordering it, but maybe I did. I think you did. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So leak, Luke, leak. All right. I'm not drinking. Whatever you want. You can drink. So far off topic. Yeah. I've been drinking all day. So yeah. (laughs) Listen, I think, I think we need to sum this up in season one uh, before we talk about season two with, um, with Zion, Zion Gooden. And I think, um, you know, no, listen folks uh, to the Bo and Luke nation, because this is, this is a very, it came from Zion. It's very heartfelt. Luke feels it. I feel it. L feels it. And we want all of you to feel it. If you take one thing away from our show, it's listen. There truly are no limits to what you can accomplish. Right. So you got to get out of your way, get out of your own way. And you just have to get after it every day. Be better, know better, do better. Let's get after it. That is the mantra. Would you agree, kind sir? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're speaking my language. This is exactly right. And I, I've seen just major changes in myself. I think in all of us since we've uh, gone down this journey. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I could not agree more. It's all about taking what you're learning and just putting it into action. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think Jason kind of summed everything up in episode six. If what? you really work hard, if you focus on the right things, if you set your priorities right, everything else falls in line. That's right. That's right. And that guy's fascinating. He like is taking over the world, CEO of a company and is home for dinner every night at five and sits down with his family and eats. That's big. Yeah. That's priorities, right? Yeah. I love that. Cause you, you know, you say, take what you just said, L and you put that into action in your life. He's getting stuff done in a 40 hour work week. And like, how terrible is it like if people think that they need to work 80 90 hours a week to provide for their family when you know the time that we have isn't guaranteed by any means mm-hmm. and it's like we're just looking for something we never get in the present right we're just looking for yeah. something in the future that we might never get you know uh could wake up one day and just realize that all that time is has passed and was it really worth it you know probably not but follow jason's steps you can yeah. The same money, have the same success and the same time with your family. That's right. And what he's done is he's built, he's built systems. Yeah. He's got it. systems in place according to his priorities, right? So he builds systems, they work, he executes those systems. So it's the how. So when you execute your systems, you go home at five o'clock for dinner. You can, you can realize your priorities. They can come to fruition and no, I summed that up and, I, and I, I put this out and share this message on social media regularly. Uh, you know, everybody, you, you see a lot and you hear a lot, you know, you want to be successful. You want to be successful. Well, in reality, you want to build systems, systems build value, and then success follows. That's right. That's right. And that's what Jason has done here. And that's what he's saying. Work hard, focus on the right things, set priorities, everything else falls in line. That's correct. Yeah. yeah that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Fascinating. Good stuff. 
So what's coming for season two, guys? Oh, my gosh. So I, I thought you'd never ask. So already, listeners, so we have lined up Donald Trump, Lady Gaga, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. Uh, I could go on and on, but that's just a little flavor of what's happening and coming up. Are we going to get sued for me saying that, by the way? Listeners, we definitely do not have them lined up. But if you want to join, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> yeah, we would. We would I mean, love Shaquille O'Neal and I went to the same middle school. We had the same German language teacher. So Shaq, if you're listening, we go back to Frau Karsten. Huh? I highly encourage you to come on the show. Well, I'll just shoot him a text. I, mean, I tried basically... with like a whole work thing and it didn't work out. So, you know, <laughs> my people talk to his people and unfortunately... We just couldn't come to an agreement. Hey, that's yeah. all right. That's all right. <laughs> but, but you no, know, oh, go ahead. We do have some big things coming up. So to the Bowmook Nation, uh, this 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 is ending season one. Uh, season two will kick off. Uh, plan is like one October. We'll yep. kick off season two, uh, but we will not be absent. We will have sound bites, social media going, ramping up even better than before. And even more, not better. You did a great job, Elle. I didn't mean to say it that way. I mean, we should all be working to be better in our skills. That's right. Be better, know better, do better. That's so right. we will be better, we will know better, and we will do better for season two. So we got a lot of content strategy going on. We are lining up some fantastic guests. Some TV personalities are going to join us. Um, some big hitters in real estate uh, and so forth. Uh, so it's going to be a fantastic kickoff to season two. And just stay tuned. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Elle, I think you should join more too. It's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it. I like being behind the scenes. Okay. Um, We'll see. And now Elle's time zone lines up with ours, which is, you know, a big thing. It really does. What what time is it in Germany right now? What time would this normally be for you? Six hours ahead there. So 2 a.m. Yeah, that would, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be feasible. Hmm. Well, maybe I mean, if the Berlin Brigade, maybe if there's NFL game on simultaneously with the recording. <laughs> if you were Tony Estes and in the Berlin Brigade, then yeah, it would probably work. Yeah, I feel like you're just getting warmed up right now in the Berlin Brigade. Yeah, I don't think that brigade exists anymore. Just so you guys know. Yeah, I don't think it does either. <laughs> but you know, I can't. We can't hang up. And we had so many guests. And if you're listening, and we didn't, we didn't mention your name. Uh, we apologize because everybody was just so fantastic. Um, it's kind of like going on an award show because you win a Grammy and you thank three people, but there were a thousand behind you, right? Yep. Well, there are many people behind our show and every single one of our guests are one of those people and everyone listening, you're all behind the show and the, and the success of the show. Uh, one thing though, with Tony Estes that um, really resonated with me was his gumption basically to go for gold right? He had courage. He had, he had the tenacity to reach out and go for broke. You know, he it's saw true. Puff Daddy, it was a Puff Daddy and yeah, and notorious Daddy? and Puff. And yeah. yeah. And yeah, they're like right there talking to fans and he could have easily done that and been the same. He could have been just yep. like every other fan and went up to them, got their autograph, but hit, that was not his vision. You know, he wanted to be part of their interaction to be on the in a video I shoot i didn't either <laughs> you might need to start oh, that one it. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out or keep it in it was pretty good <laughs> anyway eh, pause so 
Tony goes to the director. He says, the heck with, the heck with uh, Puff Daddy and Notorious. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to the director. And it turned into something. Great job. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. You just got to ask. You just got to take action. Got to right? ask and take action. Yeah, the worst That's thing right. anybody can ever tell you is no. But if you don't ask, you don't know. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. But by so, the way, I, I do want to give one personal shout out, uh, which I haven't done a lot, but that's to my mom, uh, yeah. Ann Kerrigan. Uh, Ann Kerrigan watches or watches, listens to our show religiously every single week. I talk to her every Tuesday. Uh, we talk about the episodes together. She gives me feedback and she just blows my mind. She's an amazing woman. I'm not going to put an age on her because she would be, I'd hear about that next Tuesday when we talk as well. But let's just say she's past the age where somebody typically retires and yeah. she's still a teacher. She teaches French and Spanish uh, yeah. to like young kids. Like I'm talking first, second, third grade, maybe even kindergarten uh, and not virtual all in person is in Illinois going to school during the pandemic and just kicking butt and uh, just wanted to give a shout out to her. Cause I know she'll love it. And she's one of our biggest fans. So, and then we'll know awesome. for sure if she listens right for next week. Because <laughs> I love how you battle rhythmed your mom. You like that? You talk to mom on Tuesdays. I do. Like, that's such a thing that a mom would probably love because she can rely every Tuesday. She knows her son is going to make the time to talk to her. That's right. Oh, if my mom's got a battle rhythm. We discussed that last Tuesday. She loved the battle <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> well, I want to give a shout out because in case you did not see on social media this weekend, Bo is now Grandpa Bo for the first time. That's yes. a big shout out, Grandpa Bo. Yes, I am Grandpa to Delilah May. So Delilah May uh, was my other daughter, Clara's first baby, uh, born August 23rd, 310 AM, six pounds, three ounces, 19.5 inches long. And now she's home. Mom and daughter are home and they are developing what? A battle, a battle rhythm. rhythm. That's right. A little, a, ba a little baby battle rhythm. A little baby <laughs> battle rhythm. I think, I think Delilah is setting the battle rhythm. And yeah. mom, mom and dad just have to go with it. That's and if right. they don't, they're going to have a tough time. That's right. But congratulations, man. Uh, we saw the pictures on social media. media. Beautiful little baby. Uh, how's it feel? Yeah. How's it feel to... Yeah, I think it, it feels great. You know, it's a new addition to the family. And... You know, we'll raise her in the Bone Loop Nation and she'll be all set. All she has to do is listen to the podcast. She's got legacy built in right in the Bone Loop show. That's right. I think she, I bet she's already listening, like in the background. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no nursery rhymes for her. When, when you were in the hospital, were you like, oh, hang on, I got to put on the Bone Loop show for her real quick? Well, you know, that's the unfortunate part, right? Because we're still dealing with the <gasps> that's right. pandemic and you can't have visitors in the hospital. So, Anything Nobody was like at the hospital with her except for Delilah's dad. Um, and that's it. Well, wow. he was also a month early. Yeah. So we were not even anticipating there being a baby because we were supposed to go down this week for an ultrasound checkup. So dad could be part of that. Sure. And instead on Saturday evening, we're getting a phone call that uh, we're going so to the hospital. Awful. Baby's coming. <laughs> so grateful. Everything that nice, yeah. healthy baby. That's all you can ask for, you know? Absolutely. That's it. Good health and well-being. So good. What a season. 
What a season. Great season. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Co-host. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to bigger, bigger, better, more powerful content coming in season two. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Pumped. Good job to you, Al. Keep it up. You're employee of the season. Let's make sure. You keep <laughs> yeah. Every month there's like a plaque in our office that says employee of the month and it's L basically every single month. Well, it's easy when you're the only one employed. Right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what's, we're not, we're not going to take that into account. This, you earned this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, L, you have anything else you want to add? Well, obviously. Well, first I want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this adventure you have given me plenty of work to keep me busy during COVID, during transition. For those of you who do not know, maybe you're just joining us or you've missed it in the past or forgotten. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, all at The Bow and Luke Show. And if you are interested in providing us feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can write us a review or send us an email at fanfeedback at show.com. And we also have a new email list you can subscribe to on our website, thebowandlukeshow.com that Chief over here has so graciously built. You can buy Bo's book. You can submit a guest request. If you're interested in being part of season two, we'd love to have you. Or if you know somebody in your community who's just doing better and impacting others around them, submit a nomination. We are all about having whoever is interested in being part of the Bow and Luke Nation. So we look forward to seeing you in a few weeks for season two. That's a wrap.